just wanted to drop in and let you know that this episode is a rebroadcast from the Breakfast with Champions show. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Good morning. Thank you so much. I think uh, this title, as we talked about, for those who weren't here right out the gate, um, was was interesting for Dr. Sean and I, because last week we were talking about um, the lens of prophesying over ourselves, prophecy connected to that, the prophetic, and now we're talking about money. And I feel like it always circles back to finances. It always comes back to that. And I think it's because it's such a, a, a need, quote unquote, I'm going to say need, um, at least a physical need, it appears. And also when we're talking about, you know, living in comfort, living in well-being, living in uh, all ideas of wealth associated to well-being, because that's the root word of wealth, well-being, um, it's, the, it's the depth of the meaning that we can get off course because we're putting finances or money as the only thing associated to that. So I love how you opened us up this morning, Dr. Sean. And I'm going to just continue to go into that space and, and give some practical insight, um, not my own, um, but that of the word. And that way we can have something that is firm and something that is steadfast and something that you can go back to when you don't hear my voice or you don't have clubhouse or you are in a time of need or desperation. There are so many incredible examples um, that are given to us through the Bible and um, through people's testimonies. And so I'm going to share kind of a blend of both. And I hope that it blesses you today. Um, I put at the top of the um, it, the room here, the grow for God, the grow your business for God's sake link for a multitude of reasons. One, because there will be very much uh, practical, even breakout sessions associated directly to your finances there. Um, because I think that it is something we need to talk about um, openly and it is something we need to get in granularly because often if you don't have somebody such as an accountant or a tax attorney or people who are keeping you accountable to your budget, um, people who have given you wisdom associated to that, you are gonna, you're going to falter because there's a lot of things that can happen and there are a lot of opportunities that we can take hold of. But unless we're financially literate, we can stand in a space of less than mentality, of agreed mentality, of striving constantly towards what we perceive from a financial wealth category that we want or need. And we can also stay in a space of 
comparison rather than a space of communal living when it comes to our finances. Um, And I think there's so many examples, even in the story that I'm going to share with you momentarily, that we can draw from that will actually activate us to a higher caliber of wealth simply by putting these things into practice. Um, So yesterday I had um, our newest and final speaker announcement of the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. Her name is Patrice Washington, and she was on the Fit and Faith podcast with me yesterday. And uh, her whole concept is redefining wealth. And she was a seven-figure earner at 25 years old um, by a mortgage of boutique mortgage lending company that she had started when she was 20, right out of in school actually, and continued with it outside of school from college. And um, she was on this this fast track to wealth. And, you know, her and her husband, she's even shared this, were driving matching Range Rovers and they had, um, they were the youngest couple in the neighborhood and they were pursuing um, their finances even towards the eight figure mark that year. And it's a very similar conversation to me and my husband um, when I was 29. And so we have just a lot of symmetry and in in her story, she talks about um, a, a crash and burn. And you guys might have heard my crash and burn either through reading my book or being in this space or coming to um, Grow for God last year. But their symmetry was in the fact that there was a need for rest and there was a need for reflection when it came to her finances. And that was a forced situation where she had to show up to the hospital um, because her baby that she was pregnant with was about to be delivered at 20 weeks. And the doctors were sure that it was going to happen. And simultaneous to that through prayer petition, um, not rest because she kept moving and um, causing stress to the baby. She was able to think, the Lord keep the baby in utero for another 10 weeks uh, before the baby was born. I tell you this story for a multitude of reasons. One, from the outside looking in, we often see people who are living the dream or have financial abundance. Meanwhile, they are running a rat race that is inevitable for them to lose. It's inevitable for them to lose faith, insight, hope, wisdom. Um, You can have all the knowledge in the world, but even knowing can be taken from you. And even knowing can be stripped when something like a recession happens because you don't now know what to do. You operate based in the confines of the boundaries that are set up for you in the now and you're forgetting to seed for your future. And so Patrice will be joining us. She was on um, actually with Steve Harvey for six years as the money maven. And she also toured with Tim Story, who's also coming to the event. So it's going to be really cool. I told her even before understanding or knowing her connection to Tim, I said, when we get together at this event, it feels like a family reunion in all the best ways. And um, we we do have matching t-shirts. So it really, there's a lot of elements of family. And then when she told me that she was best buddies with Tim and she took a selfie and sent it to him, I was like, this is awesome. I had no idea of the connection, but God knew. And that's really where I want to talk about our finances today. Today is that God knows. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows what you need versus what you don't need. He knows how to get you unstuck from a financial crisis. He knows that when you're leading towards danger, he knows what's ahead on the other side of that obstacle. And this morning when I woke up um, and, and opened my, I have an app that I use called the Glorify app. 
um, there's a free realm and there's a, a paid version, but it's, it's amazing. It gives you just a quote or a verse of the day. Then you get to go into a devotion, a passage. You can be read to or you can read. Um, and it, it really was awesome because it spoke right into what I'm going to get to share with you today. And um, I just believe that there's so much confirmation when we're looking for it. And confirmation is associated to financial wealth. It's associated to our well-being because if we're looking for it, it does exist. And so I'm going to read out of um, Exodus today, uh, Exodus 16 specifically, when the Israelites are finding themselves out of um slavery and they've removed themselves from Egypt thanks to Moses he's led the front out and yet they are still grumbling essentially about the fact that because they're now in this wilderness season which they ended up remaining in for 40 years they're grumbling about the fact that they had meat and they had fire and there was all the food that they wanted when they were back in slavery do you ever think that about your own life? Do you ever take the lens of, man, it, it could be so, it was so much better back then. I had more than enough back then. And you're grumbling over the current situation that you're in from a financial lens. But maybe today you are healthier than you've ever been. Maybe emotionally you feel more attuned to who you are and who others are. Maybe you have a relational blessing right now that you didn't have back then. Maybe you're simply free like the Israelites were. They were literally in freedom and they wanted to go back to living a shackled, slave-driven life because financially speaking, they had more there. That's a sad place to be. That's a very hard place to be. And I get it. There's comforts associated to finances. But just like Patrice said in her experience, and you can watch our YouTube video live from yesterday, and it'll be on the podcast soon, but she shared about the difference between knowledge and wisdom, and that she had so much knowledge at 25 yet she had no wisdom associated to how she was actually going to serve the world rather than just serving herself money, right? Serving herself a big pie, serving herself and, and making her family or even those connected. There was not all selfishness, right? Um, but there was a bigger call on her life. And I believe in order for us to step in wisdom, we have to recognize that our purpose is ingrained in our finances but our purpose is associated to our profit. However, first it's associated to our identity. And if we are getting confused or muddied and we think that we need to go back somewhere, then we're actually losing sight of the forward thinking mentality of our father in heaven, who is the alpha and the omega and knows the beginning from the end. He doesn't need you to be fixated on the past. He needs you to be fixated on the seeds of today, the watering of today, so that you can grow the fruit, so you can grow the wealth, so you can have that essential quote unquote money tree to what's ahead of you. And so from um, Exodus, we're going we're gonna to speak to the Israelites. We're going to see what happens to them in their grumbling, in their perspective of staying in the past. Um, someone goes on their behalf is the first thing I want you to know. Somebody actually wars on their behalf and goes and speaks to the Lord, despite the fact that it felt uncomfortable to them. My thought to you in that is, do you have somebody that you're speaking to? 
I told you, you need to have somebody, you need to have those sages, you need to have those people who can infuse wisdom associated to your grumbling, associated to your need. And so Moses did that and he went to the Lord and he said, the Lord said that he would rain down bread for enough for that day. And in this, I will test them and I will see whether they will follow my instructions. So he's going to give them seven days of, of what they're asking for seven days. And this has happened to me. I feel like when I think about examples now, rather than manna, right? And I've never had something necessarily rain down on me, but I have had things into my bank account unexpectedly. I've had had blessings in what feels like a really dry season. And those blessings have come in the way of finances. And I hear stories about this all the time, checks being delivered in the mail unexpectedly. They don't know who it's from exact dollar amounts to the penny being inserted into people's bank accounts when they were needing to pay a bill. People who, who said, I believe if, if Tom's in the room, I saw him earlier. Yeah, he is. He was talking to us yesterday about how he, he said, God put in his spirit that he needed to start tithing and he didn't know how he was going to do it, but he knew that he was going to do it because it was a conviction. And that very same day in the very 24 hours of that conviction, he goes to work and his job tells him, we're going to give you a 10% raise. And 10% is, is the ideal, is the, is the biblical realm of the amount in which you tithe. So not only did God bless him in his conviction and his yes to that tithe, he gave him more than he needed because now he has an extra, he's the same, he gets to live at the same baseline of life. And this is what the Lord is doing in this moment. He's saying, I'm going to give these people, even though they're grumbling, I'm going to give them what they're asking for enough. I'm going to give them enough. And we're going to see if they can follow my instructions. And so after I share this story, if you've never read from Exodus before, I'm going to give you verbatim what you can do. The unless you do these things, these principles follow this, this pattern, this path, this, this plan that's been given to us already, we, we will be in financial danger. But I think that there's so much peace to this story, um, even in some of the elements of missteps. So he says that this is going to happen and he's going to have us follow his instructions. Um, The Israelites say, us, I don't want to be in the land of exile, but (laughs) I want to be in the land of milk and honey because that's what they were waiting for. Okay, I want you to know that in this space, there had already been a promise that they were going to enter into a land of milk and honey. Do you know that prosperity is your birthright? Do you know that it is literally a promise from God and that there is something ahead of you that he already sees that maybe he's even casted a component of your vision to you. Maybe you even know that you're meant to speak on stages, that you're meant to impact nations, that you're meant to travel the world and, and, and exist in your ministry on purpose, that your company is meant to make the, the money so that it can impact in the nonprofit space that you want to and bless others. Maybe you've already seen that with your eyes, but you're not seeing it in the flesh. I think God gives us that hope of the land of milk and honey so that we remain close to him in the seasons that feel like exile, in the seasons that feel like a recession in our own individual lives. We don't need the world to tell us what's about to happen when we might be existing in that space already. And so this is an equipping season in the exile. This is the time that we have to get well, as Dr. Sean was speaking to. And so meanwhile, in exile, while they're grumbling, God still shows up. 
And he says that in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? He's speaking to the Moses and his, his counterparts. He's asking, why are you grumbling when I am the wise sage who brought you out, right? Lean on those people who have brought you out and brought you through. You will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. You are not grumbling against us. You are grumbling against the Lord. And I think oftentimes we point fingers at people and even through media or even through politics, we can point fingers at the people making decision or the people who put us in this recession or any of those things. But I think that there's a higher realm, a higher existence for us as humanity, not to cast blame, but to look at ourselves. Like if Dr. Sean is standing in a confidence that there could be a recession around me, but it's not going to affect me. That's because he's steadfast in his faith and he's been planting the seeds for his own tree of wealth. And he's been, he's been consistent in that. And so as you go forth into Exodus, and again, we're in Exodus 16, if you want to follow along, I'm just skimming through um, and we're getting to the place where um, they're going to experience this quail that covered the camp. This is their meat in the evening. And in the morning, there's going to be a layer of dew around the camp. And when the dew is gone, there are going to be these thin flakes like frost on the ground that appear on the desert floor. And these actually, you find out later, they call this manna. And I love when they explain it. They explain it that it was, this is all the way down in verse 31, that the people of Israel called the bread manna. And it was like white coriander seed. It tasted like wafers made with honey. And this is such a beautiful way of the representation that God is giving you just a taste. He will give you just enough to remind you of the honey, of the overflowing bats of honey to come. But if we can't be content in this today, in the blessing of right now, and we can't steward that, how in the world do you anticipate he's going to give you more? Because what happens in this story is that what they are given, some cannot steward well. And so it's a question when it comes to finances. It's also a question when it comes to health. Are you stewarding the vessel in which God is saying, I need you to be well in order for you to be wealthy? Because if I give you what the desire of your heart, if I give you the entirety of this vision and you aren't capable of sustaining it, what good is that? When I could have given it to your brother or your sister who were able to stay physically and mentally and relationally well. And now they have the energy to pursue the entirety of the plan, to pursue the entirety of the vision. And so this is, this is not a, a only financial conversation. This is an identity conversation. This is a being conversation. People are in this hustle and grind culture and they think if they work harder, it will come. And Patrice talked about this. She could have done that. She could have worked harder, but to what end? to the risk of losing what would have been her second child because she had already lost a child the year prior to, probably from the overwork in the midst of all of the other elements. Do you realize every single day there are examples of how the hustle, hard culture is a lie? And it puts us into that rat race ourselves. This is an element. 
of recognition, of identification, of surrender. And when these people, these Israelites surrendered and they weren't in this greed mentality and they weren't also grumbling because there is gratitude in today. Friend, if you are carrying an iPhone and you're talking to people across the world and you are hanging out in Clubhouse in this moment, doing whatever it is that you're doing, likely with a, a covered shelter, likely with clothes on your back, likely with a vehicle that's getting you from point A to point B, you are one of the richest people in the world right now. We are the Israelites. We've been removed from slavery in so many ways, shape, or form. We live in the land of the free, and yet you're grumbling about not having enough. And so I wonder, what are you stewarding? How are you stewarding it? Because when we get down to the nitty-gritty of it, there's capability for us to have more than enough if our mind looks at it in that way. So he's giving them a taste of honey to what's to come. And the Israelites, this is in uh, verse 17, they did as they were told. Some gathered much, some gathered little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until the morning. How many of us do this? Let me just stash a little away right now. We put it in savings rather than even an investment account. The savings that's not multiplying, or if it is, it's very, very, very small and ineffective. But he's saying to them, literally, don't take more than you need. Take just what you need right now. Have it work for you today. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses and they kept part of it until the morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. And this is where greed comes into play. Have you had a greedy season? Do you know what that feels like? Have you experienced maybe it in other people where they got so greedy that they themselves as a human started to rot from the inside out, that their demeanor changed, that they weren't who they used to be, that they weren't actually stewarding anything. They were going inward and therefore they were becoming the maggot. I've seen businesses crumble from this activation. I've seen marriages crumble from this activation. I've seen legacy crumble from this activation. I think an example that we can all relate to is the examples of when, um, you know, NFL players or NBA players or people who come into wealth like the lottery really, 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 really fast. They actually weren't equipped to handle it. They weren't stewarding it well. They didn't have advisors teaching. They weren't wise enough. They just had knowledge that this was going to happen. They worked really hard to get there, and I appreciate their discipline, but this is a well-rounded blessing. Finances have to be a well-rounded blessing, mind, body, and spirit before we can steward it. So each morning, everyone gathered as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much for each person because the Lord told them that on the sixth day they were to prepare extra because he was going to be on the Sabbath day. It was his day of rest at the Holy Sabbath. And so they bake what you want and boil what you want so that you have enough that would be left over on the day of Sabbath. They saved it until the morning and as Moses commanded, it did not stink or get maggots this time. So this is a conversation on timing associated. 
there was no greed associated to this because the Lord prepared them to know that they were going to need more in this season. And so maybe as we enter into a recession, the Lord is telling you something supernatural about how to steward your finances that looks different than what the world is doing. That doesn't look like greed, but it looks like safekeeping. It looks like investments. Maybe the investments are too faulty. Maybe it's not a safe bet right now. Maybe that's something that you need to sell off so that you have that ability. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, Sabbath, there will not be any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it because, again, even though we are given instructions, even though there's this deep sense of knowing, we still try to seek. We still try to go after what was. Because there was blessing the last six days, they anticipated there'd be another blessing. And I think we can get in a rut in that sense. And so we have to follow instruction. But bear in mind, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. And that is why on the sixth day, he has given you bread for two days. I want to just finish this chapter out and I'll go down the list that was created specifically from this excerpt, not from me. This is what the Lord has commanded to take the manna, keep it for generations to come so that they can see the bread I've given you to eat in the wilderness when I brought you out of Egypt. So the last, he's taking these manna, these wafers, these honey-like wafers, and he's saying, store them. Take a jar, put that amount in it, no more, just enough, and then place it in before the Lord to be kept for generations to come. This is so wise. So much happens here. So unless you trust, unless you listen, unless you anticipate, unless you renew your mind, unless you activate, Unless you discover your purpose, unless you're aware of your gifts and talents associated to that stewardship, unless you practice gratitude, unless you practice manifestation, unless you remind yourself visibly, unless you stay in a prayer and petition place, you will not be able to steward and you will be in financial danger. But here are the facts. Double portions exist when we're connected to God. In rest, on that seventh day, he still provides. Greed associated to your finances will lead to magnet, magnets, maggots, even on the day that there is intended to be blessing for others. Competition and provision isn't necessary. You have more than enough. Everyone will have more than enough. We all only need certain amounts, so take only what you need and ultimately stop living in the past and look to the future blessing, the birthright, the prosperity, the gift of what's to come. I can literally speak about ways you can infuse cash into your business. I do it with customers and clients and partners all the time. I do it with friends when they're in a space of need. There are ways that we can add in blessing that I believe are connected to your ultimate purpose, not out of alignment, not a, a network marketing element, even though those do work and they're amazing. I have a lot of friends in that industry. I do not cast shade to that space. But I think if we do that and we aren't doing this as the priority, as the first thing that we do all the way from what Dr. Sean said, that, that mind and that body element, this is a wisdom conversation. This is a physical conversation. This is an emotional conversation and it's ending ultimately in gratitude. 
friend, you are more than blessed and you are more than conquerors. And therefore, I believe we've already been given what we need. And if you're in a space of needing more, then I would have you go back. Are you reflecting back too much into a space where there was more than enough and yet there was elements of who you are that were broken or people connected to you were maggots and yours was about to rot too? There's a pruning element to a fruitful tree. And this is for someone out of the blue. I'm, I'm not sure why he's laying it on my heart, but there's a pruning element of dead fruit. When you have a tree of life, when you've been given that blessing and you aren't stewarding well, or you're not focused on specific branches and you're not in a season of pruning, you're not releasing the old dead fruit, that other dead fruit, those maggots will infuse the fruit next to it. And so maybe as we go into a recession, this is an opportunity for you to remove dead fruit, the things that you don't need, the areas that you've been spending too much money on, which is not necessarily something that God would be blessing anyway. Maybe it's an opportunity to help other families thrive during this season. I put up at the top as we close a a profit identity quiz opportunity, and it's basically in your gifts and talents, teaching from a quiz perspective, how you can actually infuse that cash, how you can actually show up in your purpose and on purpose associated to your natural gifts and talents. We don't have to work so hard. We get to be, and in that being, we will be blessed. So I pray this blesses someone today. I pray that wherever you are, maybe you even open the Bible for the first time or for the first time in a really, really long time, and you read from the beginning, Exodus 16 through 17, and see what it is that God is is illuminating for you. And I am always honored to consistently pass the mic to someone who brings peace, uh, who brings prosperity associated to her peace, and I know will continue the blessing from this morning. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions, DM me. You know where to find me hang out on Instagram most, but I will actually be switching segments next week as Glenn will be coming back with a bit of a surprise for you guys in the morning. And so my segment, if you want to take note of it, will be at 8 a.m. on Wednesdays moving forward. And so I'll miss the morning crowd, but hopefully you can still hang from time to time. Love you guys. Thanks again. Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it.
Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.